Have you ever felt like giving to the church was a scam? <laughs> ever wondered about the social obligation to put money into the offering plate and the prayer that follows that this is our offering to God? Not usually what you say on Stewardship Sunday. <laughs> One reading of Jesus' teaching from this morning expresses exactly that worry. Jesus, seeing the scribes wealthy enough to pay for the material for extra long robes, making long prayers to match, and assuming the place of honor everywhere they go, are living a sham. They've taken a serious wrong turn. Who pays for their way of life? Jesus calls them out. They are devouring widows' homes instead of following their charge to take care of those in need, those vulnerable to being taken advantage of, widows being a number one example in their community. And then, sitting before the treasury, Jesus watches as the wealthy put in large sums of money and continue to have an abundance. And a widow, perhaps confirming his concern of scribes devouring her house, puts in her last two coins. Why does she do this? And why would the church take her last two coins and walk around in long robes and make self-aggrandizing prayers? We are left to fill in the blanks with cynicism and charity. While it is unlikely that all scribes were hypocrites, misusing funds and failing to care for the vulnerable, there likely was room for taking a look in the mirror. Our history, ancient and otherwise, is filled with such moments. And the story of David and Uriah comes to mind. King David, as you may remember, slept with Bathsheba, even though she was married to Uriah. Bathsheba became pregnant and attempting to cover up what he had done, King David called Uriah to come home from battle and urged him to go home, hoping he would sleep with Bathsheba. But Uriah wouldn't do it. His fellow soldiers were not able to sleep easy at home, and the Ark of God was in a tent, so he refused to go home. David tried again the next night, this time getting Uriah drunk. But still, Uriah remained with his fellow men and did not return to Bathsheba. So, David sends Uriah back to battle and into the front lines so he will be killed. There was another option, but he didn't see it. So Nathan, the prophet, comes before David and tells him a story of two men, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had an exorbitant number of flocks, and the poor man 
had nothing except one little ewe lamb. This man loved his lamb. He raised her with his children, fed and watered her with his own food and drink, and it was like a daughter to him. And one day a traveler came to the rich man, and the rich man refused to give one of his own lambs, but instead went and killed the poor man's lamb. Upon hearing this story, David becomes enraged and says that whoever this man is needs to make it right and even deserves to die. And Nathan says to him, you are the man. So now David has to face this terrible thing he's done, and it's awful. And he chooses to do it. He chooses to say, I have done this terrible thing. You're right. We have all done things we've had to face and been horrified by because we're human. And the challenge is not to run, but to acknowledge the harm and try again because we are all in this together. And it is possible to return to our charge to love our neighbors as ourselves, a charge that comes with a reminder that God is one as we are one. It has only been recently that I have considered that perhaps the second part of the greatest commandment is a reinterpretation of the first to love our God with all our hearts, all our souls, all our minds, and all our strength is to love our neighbors as ourselves. Maybe that is why the widow gave her last two coins. We are one, as God is one. There is some thought that giving to the treasury was connected to the practice of redistribution of wealth so that no one would be in need. Had the system been working properly, had the people not been misusing their access to power, perhaps this widow would have been treated as the valuable member of the community that this lesson calls the people to recognize. A call to look in the mirror as David was called to look in the mirror and see where they've gone wrong, away from what they actually care about, the community. Part of what makes the community so worthwhile is that it does care for the vulnerable, and the dignity of the vulnerable continues to be honored. And it is each member that ensures the well-being of the whole. When they forget that, they are causing harm not only to the other members, but to themselves. The awfulness of having to face ourselves when we've gone wrong is also an opportunity to restore our faith in what is possible. The widow calls the people back to this hope 
and reminds them that like her, they are called to contribute. Maybe the widow gave because she believed she had something to offer to her community. Maybe she gave because she was an exemplar of the truth that we, all of us, have something to contribute to the well-being of the whole, whether we are perceived as the worthiest or the least. And know that contribution does not have to be financial, and nor should it assume severe self-harm. Maybe she gave because the cause, the well-being of her community, the well-being of her neighbors, was intertwined with her own well-being. Maybe she gave because she had hope that together anything is possible. We entrust our gifts to the church for a host of reasons. Some very personal, others not. Perhaps it's because it's what we've always done. We entrust our gifts to the church because, as Jono said some weeks ago, it's a place we find community and we want it to continue. It contributes to our well-being just as we contribute to the well-being of the church. We entrust our gifts to the community because someone recognized we had something to offer. A voice in the choir, an ability to create space to worship and be together, the gift of trustworthiness, an ability to call us back to our charge. We entrust our gifts to the community because our flourishing is mutual, because we have hope, that together, anything is possible. Amen.